Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you hate to ask for directions? Does your husband? (laughs) I hate to ask for directions, so sometimes I just won't do it, even if I'm lost. Last week I was in Montreat, North Carolina with several members of our church staff for a music and worship conference. For, For years our church went there every, every winter for an annual uh, church-wide retreat and sent the youth group there every summer for an annual youth retreat. So I've been there, I've been there many times, so many times, that last week during the conference, I was sure I knew where I was going. I was so sure that I couldn't ask for directions even after I knew I was lost. It was a matter of pride, I suppose. <laughs> Because what's true about me is that sometimes I feel like I I should know the way. That's pride or ego talking, but I am the way, Jesus said to his disciples. This is the sixth sermon in a series of eight focused on what some call the I am statements of Jesus. Jesus describes himself in several different ways, and today we come to this significant statement. I am the way and the truth and the life. The the scripture lesson I just read where he describes himself this way comes from the Gospel of John. I've I've read it so many times. At 90% of weddings, I read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and at 90% of funerals, I've read this passage from the Gospel of John. Why? Uh, Maybe because it's only when we're faced with death that we're finally okay asking someone for directions. Only when confronted with that great journey into the unknown are we ready to confess that we don't already know the way. But my friends, let let me say it clearly. Whether it is from death or from life, from lost to found, from uneducated to wise, On all the great journeys of life, we must be prepared to ask for direction. Let Thomas be our example of how it's done. Jesus says, 
In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going." That phrase at the end makes a big assumption. And you know the way to the place where I am going, right? It's like he's saying, haven't you been paying attention? Haven't you been going to Sunday school, reading your Bible, singing your hymns, being a good boy or girl and loving your neighbor? Uh, You ought to know if you have been doing these things. But we must be careful here for that phrase, you ought to know, comes from a little voice inside all our heads and not from the lips of Jesus. You ought to know is ego talking and ego cannot get us to the promised land. It just sends us down a spiral of shame. To get to the promised land, we all must be ready to ask the Savior for directions. So think about what Thomas does here. Thomas is the one willing to say, Lord, we do not know the way. That can be a very embarrassing thing to say out loud. Many people go through life very self-conscious about what they don't know or don't believe, so they don't broadcast it. I remember a story a friend once told me. His son was getting married to a Roman Catholic woman. In order for the priest to do the wedding, this son had to convert now, that was fine with the son. He was in love, so he was glad to convert, but, but he was getting lost in all these classes. He was hearing about all these saints and sacraments and kept getting confused as, as he had been born Presbyterian. He wasn't used to, to any of this. So finally, he asked the priest who was teaching the class, just how much of this stuff do I actually have to believe? Now, during the journey of faith, whether we are Presbyterian or Roman Catholic, we all reach this point sooner or later. Just how much of this stuff do I actually have to believe? The thing to remember when we reach such a point is that the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. Those are the words of an author I like a lot, a Christian author named Anne Lamont. And I wonder if you know what she means by that. What she means is that there is a difference between knowing the way and thinking you know the way. There is a difference, maybe a slight one, between knowing the Bible inside and out and taking that step of faith out into the unknown alongside the one who can walk on water. There is a difference between thinking you have it all straight in your head and trusting the Savior with all your questions. Thomas gets this. In his unknowing, he shows us what being in a relationship with Jesus looks like with with a certain kind of boldness. Let's call it faith. He bravely asked the question that everyone else was too scared to ask. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Do you hear that? 
Do you hear what he's asking? Do you see what's faithful about asking a question like this one? Thomas has it right. And I know that Thomas has it right because Jesus doesn't push him away for asking this question. Jesus never shames Thomas for what he doesn't know. Instead, he just answers, I am the way, he said. I believe asking this kind of question is so important for us to remember today because in our world today, the social fabric of society is falling apart and I believe it falls in large part to the church to show the world how to knit itself back together. Only right now, right now there are plenty of our brothers and sisters who are all caught up in having the right answers as though having the right answers were a substitute to being in right relationship. What I mean is that I'm back in school and I'm realizing once again how much I don't know. I'm having a very hard time with some of what's required of me. I'm working towards my doctorate and lately all of my classes have been on Zoom which requires a certain level of computer literacy that I do not have. But not only that, I haven't been in class for a long time, and a lot has changed since I was last in seminary. I joined this class, and I tried to participate, but it seemed like every time I opened my mouth, I, I inserted my foot in my mouth. Without thinking, I offended a classmate, and not knowing what I had done or what I had said, just reading her face and seeing hurt there, I worried that I had slammed the door on a friendship before it even uh, had a chance to begin. I contacted her and I asked her, did I offend you? I didn't mean to. How can I make it right? This story may sound like it would be the end of a friendship, but it wasn't because in asking those questions, a friendship began for it doesn't matter whether you have all the right answers, relationships can be built on asking the right questions. Have I offended you? Why are you so upset? Can you show me the way? I am the way, Jesus said. I am the way. The statement reminds me of a certain kind of knowledge that's far more important than a grasp of facts or figures, a knowledge that sometimes we, we underestimate. At the very beginning of the pandemic, I was honored to talk with Mary-Kate Markham. Mary-Kate is an elder on the session. She's one of our church's elected leaders. She's also a seminary student, so she's training to be a pastor, and she's the director of the preschool over at the Methodist Church. At the beginning of the pandemic, she called me and we were talking about preschools, who was doing what and, and what should be done. Mary-Kate had already been talking with Betsy Sherwood, our preschool director, and the two of them were on the, the same page. They were both feeling like there's not much of a point in having a virtual preschool. Preschoolers don't need to be looking at computer screens to learn the kind of stuff they need to learn in, in preschool. It's not like middle school, elementary school, high school, or college. Unlike those schools, 
virtual preschool just doesn't make any sense, they said, because the main thing you need to learn in preschool is how to get along with your, your classmates, and you just can't do that virtually. Now, you can learn some things virtually, but you can't learn how to share. You can learn how to add virtually, but you can't learn to keep your hands to yourself. You can't learn to apologize. You can't learn how to make friends. I am the way, he said. And what does he mean? He means don't worry so much about what you know or don't know. Worry more about asking the right questions that build up the right relationships because we're all headed towards the Father's house with many rooms. And if we can't learn to live together now, sharing that great big house is going to get difficult. Have you ever lived in a house with a know-it-all? One of my favorite Proverbs is uh, Proverbs 21.9. It is better to live on the roof of a house than in it with a contentious wife. Had a woman written that proverb, it might have said, it's better to live locked in the bathroom than in it with a man who thinks he knows everything. How dangerous it is to go through life with certainty about everything. How foolish it is to rush to conclusions. Have you ever thought about how much damage false assumptions do to the world around us? And yet, people walk around all the time thinking that they've, they've got it already, certain that they know the way, while the road to a better future is paved by those who are willing to ask the Savior the right questions. Lord, we do not know the way. And as I look out on the world today, I realize that certainly we don't. We don't know the way to equality and what we think we know about people who look different than we do is keeping us from getting there. We don't know the way to peace and what we think we know about our enemies is keeping us from getting there. We don't know the way to heaven and what we think we know about heaven and who is going there is keeping us from getting there. Let us be bold then to ask the Savior for direction. Today we've been given another ribbon. This one is supposed to be orange. You might be looking at the color of your ribbon and thinking whoever called this ribbon orange doesn't know his colors very well. Maybe he should go back to preschool. I apologize. Gold looked like orange when I bought all these ribbons. So if you have a gold one, I want to apologize regardless Take your ribbon out and let me tell you what to do with it. What I want you to do with whatever colored ribbon you have is this. Write down a question you'd like to ask Jesus. Did you know that you're allowed to do that? Of course you are because your questions, your needs, your secrets, your shames, your fears... 
These things don't keep us from having a relationship with God. Instead, voicing them to Him is the way to start one. I am the way, the truth, and the life, which means you don't have to be. You don't have to have it all together to be worthy of His love. You don't have to know it all to be precious in His sight. Take security in His boundless love and ask. Write your question and find that in trusting Him with it. You stand to gain far more from the Lord than just an answer. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.